next on the tee in Season 2 of Grow the Grind, a 13-year-old junior golf sensation representing Avalon Country Club in Warren, Ohio and Bonita Bay Country Club in sunny southwest Florida. Gianna Clement and her range partner, bag-carrying swing coach of a daddy caddy, Patrick Clement. What an episode this one was. We got to hang around Avalon Country Club for a few days with the Clement family, and it was a pleasure. Yeah, I'll say. We had a great time with them. Uh, The podcast turned out great. We hope you enjoy it. But we enjoyed our time out on the course with the family, too. She gave Lucy a set of old clubs and a driver and her old three-wood. And the thing's got one of those junior cobra shafts, super short, whippy as can be, and she couldn't resist herself. She dropped the ball down at, like, I'd say 185 yards on nine over there at Avalon. Had a 170-yard carry first swing of the day in jean shorts. Carries the thing pin high and it rolls off the back. 210 yards ain't so bad with a junior cobra three-wood, is it, Ellie? No, it isn't, but I'll tell you what else isn't so bad. After we recorded this podcast, Gia went on to dominate the Kansas Junior Amateur Championships, shooting six under over the three-day event, destroying the field by 15 strokes. Nothing new for G, but crazy impressive, as always. Can't wait to follow her career, and I can't wait for you to sit back and enjoy this episode of Grow the Grind. We are so lucky to have Gianna and Patrick Clement joining us on today's episode of Grow the Grind. We are sitting putting greenside at the Grand Resort in Warren, Ohio, the home of Avalon Country Club and three-time world champion Gianna Clement. G, Patrick, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We're so glad to be here. Yeah, this place is like exceptional. I was telling Allie like when we saw it on the On the schedule again, we said, we're coming back to Warren, Ohio. And I'm not sure how many people actually say that out loud (laughs) in general, but there's probably two crown jewels of Warren. One of them is the Avalon Country Club. Yeah. And I don't think it's possible to describe how wonderful it is. And the other is your daughter sitting right next to (laughs) you. Okay. So we're at the crown jewel with the crown jewel of Warren, Ohio. So we're super pumped to be here with you guys for sure. So take us around Avalon a little bit. You've been members here for a long time. Yeah, one of the original members, and um, we have four golf courses, and he's made a tremendous investment uh, in the facility, multiple pools, uh, multiple practice facilities. And for folks like us that you know play and practice four or five, six times a week, you can't beat it. If you're trying to get tee times every day, it might be a little tougher because we have a lot of members, but for you know purposes of Gianna's game, it fits perfectly. It's a, you're right. For Warren, Ohio, in this area, this is the best around. It, it really feels is. Florida-like. It feels like Florida resort-like. Yeah. And uh, last time we were here two years ago, there was a uh, U.S. Kids Ohio State invite. They were renovating that pool area. And now the pool area has a Roman bath, cigar bars, ridiculous TVs everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. got triple levels. Honestly, it, it's crazy. If you yeah. if you don't, if you're looking for somewhere to go in the Midwest and you're, I don't really want to drive to Florida, this is a place to go, come to in the summer. Yeah, and they get a lot of people from Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Columbus come up for, you know, golf weekends or weddings. You know, I know that's a lot of the clientele he brings in. So it's wild, well. wild good. But for you, it's about the golf. It's not about that diving board yeah. over there, right? <laughs> yeah. So for you, what is that? What do you love about this course and practicing here? Um, I've been here since I was like four years old. So I grew up out on that range and 
even though we live in Florida half the year now, still to be out here six months out of the year when I come out, I, you know, I know everyone here and everyone knows who I am. So it's really nice to just have kind of like this, like quiet, peaceful place where I know that I can just be myself and just practice all the time. We did a little research. We talked to some of the pros. We said, Hey, what's this, what's this kid like? She's like an exceptional player. She's got a huge reputation. Uh, there's, you can, you can research your name. There's about 500 articles out there already about you, but, but everybody said she's a great kid. You know, she travels around, she does a lot of work, but, uh, you know, when we see her, she's polite, she's sweet, she's willing to talk to us. And that's probably the most important thing. I hope you know that. Yeah. It's probably the most important. And the background noise is subtle here, isn't it guys? We've got, that's not static. That's a fountain. We got a water fountain in the middle of the putting green. (laughs) We got birds chirping overhead. Beautiful, beautiful day out here. Al, what do you think of the, this place? I just think it's a very well kept course, and the greens are rolling at, at like eleven right now, so it's they're not too fast, um, they're not too unfair, but they're yeah. really nice. Right We're looking now. forward to playing it. You guys get out on this course a ton, don't you? Yeah, and that, uh, that event coming up. How many kids do they have in the event? Do you know? Over a hundred usually. Oh, wow. I mean, they've got a decent Great. field. Yeah, that's something you used to win. You remember winning this yeah. one? You're done past this now, oh, yeah. but you remember enjoying playing. Oh, yeah. Playing? Did you get out here ever on your home course and play an event? Um, I know that there were a couple events that I played here, and I used to feel like I was like the top dog because it was my home course and I knew it so well. So I knew I was going to come out here and play well because I've just played it so much. And you win a lot, and I'm sure you were the top dog. <laughs> so typically, our podcasts are structured the same way. We start with our guest early years in golf, and work to the future. Today, we want to flip the script. The U.S. Open at the Olympic Club is live. Day three, teeing off in a few hours. Gee, how often do you think about winning that thing? The U.S. Open. Oh, a lot. Every every single time I watch golf, I always think about, no matter what tournament is on, I always think about, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go play and hopefully win that someday. So, there's a couple amateurs that are on the front page right now, and I'm really looking forward to watching it when I get home, and hopefully someday I'll be there. Can you believe that? I mean, they're playing great right now. Oh, yeah, they're playing amazing golf. A couple yeah. people you've played with or seen uh, yeah, through so the circuit? Yeah, so I've actually played with uh, Mega a couple times. We've been in a couple of the same events. I've never played with her personally, but um, she's such an amazing player, and she has so many top finishes, so I definitely look up to her. She's a huge inspiration, and I'm sure she's an inspiration for a lot of others, too. I think so. I think one of the biggest mistakes parents make is they tell, and I guess it's not a mistake, but they shoot for the LPGA immediately before they can shoot 36 from 1,500 yards. And you'll see that a lot of time in Instagram handles that yeah. it says future LPGA yeah. golfer. That bothers me. I just think it bothers me a little bit, but I, we wanted to open with that, and I wasn't sure how you were going to answer that question, because I would assume that that's a little bit of where your mind's at every single day, but it's justified to be there. Your game is good enough to get there. You will get there, and when you do, you'll have all these years of thinking about it to prepare you for those moments. So when you see the TV on and you see people that are familiar to you, I mean, what does that feel like? Uh, I definitely look at the, when I'm watching golf, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm I definitely want to be there someday, but there are so many steps that I've already taken and there are so many steps that I still have to take to get there. So it's definitely going to be a long journey, but I'm looking forward to spending it with him 
sometimes. This and, guy? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. So much those. is perspective too, right? You, I was curious how she'd answer that too, but I can't tell you how many times, you know, we always try to do games on the putting green. I think every father and daughter or son does to keep it fun on the putting green. We, she always is asking to do situations, right? So you talked about the U.S. Open. Yeah. We're always hitting, when we're done putting, she'll say, well, let's do situations. And from 10 feet, I'll sit there and put a situation out. We're, we're on the first tee at four ball or we're on the 18th green at the U.S. Open, right? And she's got to knock that putt in and then make some crazy work. She has to work on her fist pumps, right? Something mm-hmm. to make it enjoyable. But, you know, you build up that situation, but you're making it fun, you know. But keeping it in perspective, that's a long ways away. You love yeah. her answer, though, don't you? I mean, that's a, it's, yeah, I it's a mature answer. I think one of the things Steps. people told us about G was that she had a, an outstanding maturity at a really young age. Cool. I don't really want to talk about the young age yet. We're going to save some of the little stuff for later. But let's talk about the 13-year-old version right now. All right, and, and you're already projecting and working towards those steps, those milestones, those accomplishments. For you as a dad, watching that process and seeing that she has that, that focus inside of her, that she has a real clear understanding that it isn't, I'm a junior golfer and then I play on TV. It's, I'm a junior golfer and then there's about seven, the Hancock building in Chicago has this thing where you have to walk up the flights of stairs. It's, mm-hmm. like, a, it's like a marathon challenge. People do it all the time. That's what I would compare this to. You know, it's a marathon up the Hancock building right yeah. now for you. Okay. Yeah. Can be overwhelming. It's a grind. That's why we yeah. call this girl the grind. Mm-hmm. For you, Dad, that grind's tough, but you got to be proud of it. It is. Oh, I'm so proud and thrilled to be on the ride. But I mean, you talked about walking upstairs, and I don't remember who gave me the analogy. You guys have probably seen it. There's a, a graph on a piece of paper that starts on the lower left and ends up on the top right, right? You think everything's going to go straight up, but it's yeah. really up then down then up then down i mean there's so many ups and downs probably in any sport but in golf especially i mean you could be playing great two weeks and the next week you're not playing so good there's probably many more failures than wins but that that race to the top is definitely not a straight line you know? no no linear path no i know no the question. i know the zigzag line no doubt and, yeah. and it represents the game of golf well because as soon as you think you got it going something yes sir hits you in the face and says, wait, maybe i'm not that good i do have some doubt that's not the case with you. <laughs> Scheduling is impossible uh, for you guys. You're 13. You've got so many ambitious, motivative goals, right? You're looking ahead. If we were to start talking about uh, that process for you as, as a 13-year-old, thinking about what she wants to do next, I think that you guys are in a, in a place right now with that that people can't understand or comprehend, okay? For us, just a few years ago, it was how do we get U.S. kids status, Remember status? Yeah. You remember oh, the yeah. colors? Like, what were you? You were <laughs> yeah. probably like a lifetime, right? So you're like a silver. <laughs> They've changed that. They've blown that away. It's irrelevant uh, to you. Yeah, they don't even have colors anymore. Oh, really? And it so used now, to be green. You had to yeah, be green status. It had to be green status yeah. to get in or something crazy. And yeah. you were past that. Then you went into kind of like that JGS situation where you were looking at the junior golf scoreboard and you were thinking heavily about where your ranking is comes in with that. Yeah. Then it was, how do I get those stars? How do yeah. I get stars, right? Uh, how do I get as many AJGA stars and now uh, you're fully exempt? And then, <laughs> and then it's Rolex stuff, right? So now we're thinking yeah. Rolex and then and all of a sudden this new one comes in. You're thinking about the Wagger status. Like, I don't even know half this stuff. So I don't, I'm not going to put G on the hot seat for this one because there's <laughs> a lot to that. But as a dad trying to balance and figure some of that out, you can work from now backwards or you can kind of pick up wherever you want to try to explain how you approach that as a dad trying to trying to do what's best for your daughter and her golf process sure and it may not be right or wrong you know it, it, it worked for us uh, i agree with you 100 percent. i think it can be overwhelming I, I it's still just scheduling is overwhelming at times 
trying to understand the rankings and what events, to, the decisions of what events to play in, what you're going to get the most. You can't play an event every week, so to balance that. Also to balance playing up out of your age group, trying to push your daughter to play and get better. You know, you have to get beat to get better, but also balance that with events where you, you know, you may be the favorite to win. You know, you still need some of the wins, but you want to be challenged as well. You think back to what you said, the good thing for us, I think we had some good guidance. We asked questions when Gia was very young, um, coming out of the U.S. U.S. Kids was everything for us. The U.S. Kids organization was tremendous to our family, tremendous to Gianna. I give them all the credit in the world because we were centered around that for so many years. And then we were asking a lot of questions at that time to folks that were three, five, seven years ahead. Um, again, we, we don't know all the answers, but it went, it was very progressive from, okay, we're, we're nine, 10 years old and you can start playing AJGAs at 12. Well, with 10 and a half, let's start looking at stars and where can we go get stars and, and how, what's the best chance to get those. And in combination, not just with the stars was, is she, is she at the level to, to compete? And initially she wasn't, she got bumped around pretty good, but that was okay. I mean, it made her better. So it definitely progressed from us kids to what I think is the most elite junior golf is AJGA by far and away. Um, whether it's a junior all-star, an open event, or an invitational, um, that's the best level of junior golf. And then you do try to comprehend Wagger now that they've opened that up. And, you know, I think I would think most young girls would say their dream is to play at Augusta, right? And I think most would say that. That's a long, long-term goal. But um, I would just say that when G was very young, I asked a lot of questions to try to understand. Still don't have them all figured out, and, and I think balancing it is tough. I will say I try to keep Gia out of a lot of that. She probably overhears a lot of it from yes. me. And, you know, we're driving home and I might be looking at my phone and figuring things out. But, um, you know, we're, we're here to play golf. And I want Gia to make friends and, and meet, meet people and enjoy the ride and try not to worry as much about the status, the stars, and everything else. And I try to take that load off of her um, and, what, and just play. I think we're going to dig back into that. But first... So you met my little sister Lucy today and learned quickly that she is obsessed with Augusta National. <laughs> After talking to you yesterday, you guys have a similar short-term dream. You've been a drive, trip, and put finalist, but you really want to play in the Augusta National Women's Am. Talk about that. Um, as you said before, that's definitely a long-term goal, but... I think it's shorter um, than long term well, for you. Well, it's it's in between, yeah. What's, what's, let's, okay, what's long term, G, for you? Um, I guess biggest long term would be the LPGA, but that's that's long. That's term. way that's so way long. So if you're calling the annual long term, you but you want to be in it in a year, don't you? Um, two years. Three I think years? two years two is a years. good goal. Yeah. So two years is a long term goal for G. <laughs> Perspective. Why? Why is that so important to you? Um, I think I've seen the past two years when I've watched it, I've seen girls that I know play in it, and um, I think it would just be so amazing to actually play the course. I was there for drive, chip, and putt, but it's not the same to actually just hit two putts on the green instead of playing the course. So even though that's not super far away, um, I look, I'm really looking forward to hopefully having that moment someday. You don't put your, a lot of pressure on yourself to get there, do you? Um, I feel like I probably would when it gets closer, but right now I'm not really too worried about it. Um, I have other shorter term goals that are more important than worrying about that because it's a couple years away. You just let your play take care of it. Yeah. Earn what you need to earn to get it and yeah. then wait for that invite to come. How cool is that invitation, by the way? Oh, I can't, I can't I wait know. for that invitation to come. Can you imagine holding that thing, taking <laughs> yeah. that picture? You know it's going to be on your Instagram immediately. Oh, your yeah. mom's going to be all over that. <laughs> but but that opening that envelope, 
seeing that little oh, yeah. crest that logo is as good as they get yeah. right? right yeah you'll be for there sure. that's going to be great um yeah, circle back for me on that you said 10 11 years old looking for stars how'd you do how did that happen for you because this is new check this out and i don't know if you guys realize this we didn't do that okay yeah. we weren't really concerned with that and um we backed into two junior all-stars for the AJJ already in our first effort. Ali had nine stars, and we didn't even try to get one. We and did. so it was wild because U.S. Kids has now done this thing where they've given stars out based on status. I've seen that, yeah. So, uh, and she had, she had a top 20 finish at Worlds last year when we played. She finished 14th. It, she played well. She was uh, T9 going into it, and I thought she had her best round to 80. It was her worst round, but it was like one of those grind-out, awful, disgusting days yeah, that you didn't want to have yeah. but i was i was more proud of that than the 74 she had and based on those two things her her play there and then basically shooting 36 from 1500 yards like come on right right <laughs> she got six stars wow. right out the gate and so she had won a couple other little ones that we didn't know so she walked into nine stars to start the summer i didn't even know that that is relatively new right very i, th I don't no, think people know this was there. Know i'm not that. sure they're aware as to because a lot of people just like they age out or they think there's other things and they put us kids kind of in the background for whatever reason i think most of that reason is the star chasing yeah is that it? I, I would agree yeah and i don't know what has changed you know it's pretty easy to go on the ajj website and understand the pbe map now and understand where stars are given but i wasn't aware of how many stars they had given but player-based entry correct yes, there's sir. a good map to look there yeah it is but um that's a great addition by us kids and ajj working together because I think you're right, folks would play more because they're starting to divert their attention to, okay, how do I get into these AJGAs, but I have to go play all these other events. And now they can stay in the U.S. Kids program even farther. I know we would have, right. for sure, but it wasn't available when Gio was 9 or 10. You played uh, a local tour in Chicago, Allie, the other day. What was the yardage on that? You're 12 years old. 40, it was like 47. 4,700 yards. And by herself didn't feel like she played very well shot 70 but if she does that again just shoot par and then play two more and you can shoot 100 in those you have an 11 status which is four AJGA stars that's how simple that is okay so so that's one thing i kind of wanted to bring to light because your her path is a little different because now you're getting these these fully exempt situations yeah. for AJGA. so do you talk about what that feels like to have that status um, at your age i remember when um i first started playing AJG is the first one that I played and I won and I remember before that like the events that we played for stars it was just constantly about stars and I don't even remember any of the events but it was all about stars and I went and <laughs> I won my first one and it got me an exempt status I was like oh I don't have to worry about that anymore and it was such a relief could because... have saved me a lot of money oh money. yeah <laughs> traveling around it was like a year yeah. of just trying to get stars and that was it <laughs> like there were no other there are no other goals besides, like, we have to get to this amount of stars. But I think you make a great point because that path was the only way to get four stars in an event was to go play in a 13, 18-year-old age group somewhere that offered that and win, right? So, and that's and that, a lot of pressure. That's no 6,000 yards and you're 13 years 5, old. 5,800 to 6,200 probably. And, you know, in the beginning, like I said, getting beat up a little bit and then figuring out, okay, I can play. But that was the path. I guess three years ago, but it sounds like some great improvements have been made. You're super competitive, though. You want to oh, win. Yeah. You want to win all the time. So when yeah. you step into these tournaments and you're not the, as you called it, like the big dog, right? How does it? How do you handle that? Um, I remember the level of golf about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, but more of a year and a half went straight up, and I played with 
a lot of the same players in every tournament, and they were all really, really good. And I was always the young one. And it bothered me at first, but now I play with the same girls, and it really doesn't bother me. The age difference doesn't bother me, but um, I had a lot of really early success when I was 7, 8, 9, and 10. So it's a little bit harder for me to go from winning everything to not winning everything, I guess. But um, you kind of have to force yourself not to have the expectation of winning when you go into every tournament. And um, it's okay if you don't. I mean, I've matured a lot mentally because you're not going to win every event, especially at these elite levels. You're just not going to. So you definitely learn a lot of lessons when it comes to playing with older girls. But I've definitely learned a lot from not winning everything Pretty special anymore. answer out of a just turned 13 year old kid right yeah that's a great answer yeah i've seen a little bit of a different reaction at times in the car but i think that's well, the of course you have. <laughs> of course you have. i think that's a, a perfect mentality that that's what we're striving for reflection for sure. is the key i mean yeah. in the moment no one's going to come talk to you after you walk off and you get a t14 and you shoot 74 75 and you're hoping to be under right yeah but looking back and understanding kind of the path that you're on and, and the steps that you're working towards good job by you not bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the best tournaments G has played in the last 12 months, and I, I just thinking of it as she's talking about not winning, is finishing T11 in the Rolex Tournament Champion. I mean, it, the, the players in that event are at such a high level. That's probably better than any W that you've gotten in the last 12 months, you know, and that's finishing. Yeah. So. Did, it, did it feel that way for you when no. you walked out? No. <laughs> Not at all. Reflection no. now, looking yeah. back, understand yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. What are some other tournaments you guys are excited for or looking forward to be playing? Um, so the Rolex Girls is, is it, it's at the end of June, right? It's about two weeks. Um, and I absolutely love that event. There are so many good players, and I actually played the course a couple of weeks ago, so it's definitely a really challenging course, but I'm really looking forward to playing it. I know a lot of the girls there, and a lot of them are my f close friends, so I'm really looking forward to spending just some time there, and... You know, playing well would be great. Maybe getting like a top ten would be great because um, there's 72 players in there all. It's so a huge good. field. So, yeah, it's a really big one. Yeah, so um, I'm really looking forward to playing in that one. The uh, the Wagger stuff, I didn't know it existed until I talked to Julius. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, I'll, but I'll, I just don't get it. I'm scared I, what she told you. Well, I don't know. I, one thing that was interesting <laughs> that she told me was that you have to get your Wagger turned on. Yeah. And I said, oh, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean turn it on? So the world amateur golf rankings are what we're talking about here. And if you look at that list, it's throughout the entire world. And a lot right. of these, a lot of the players on there are some of the top collegiate athletes, the girls that you just saw playing in the NCAAs in Arizona. Uh, tell us about that because we're not there and I don't know when we'll get there, but I'm sure a lot of people are starting to understand that that's important. Yeah. Especially if you're a girl, a female, trying to play in the Augusta Women's Am. It's everything to get there, for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'm certainly no expert. Um, you know, fully understood that you had to place high enough in a Wagger-ranked event to get it turned on. Wagger events are three-day events. Um, you're absolutely right. The college events are rated much, much stronger than junior events, so it is very challenging for juniors to crawl up Wagger. Um, but you do have to, you have to get your status turned on. I think you have to finish first or second, which gives you a about a six and a half points uh, to actually be turned on. There's some positives and negatives to that. You can actually finish and get it turned on so early that you know, you're still not playing at a high enough level and you may stay down pretty low if it's turned on too early. 
Um, you could get it turned on a little later in your career and maybe may actually benefit. I mean, it is what it is. Wagers put it together and, you know, we, we, we try to navigate through that and figure it out. I think the key is to play at the highest level you can. Um, Gia mentioned the Rolex um, AJG event invitational coming up. Playing in AM events is very important. Uh, she'll play in the Western AM in July. So any amateur events will play in the Dixie and the Sally in the winter where you're playing against those college players that has a much stronger rating in the field and you have more opportunity for more points, that's a great opportunity for juniors for sure. There's one event you didn't mention that you're looking forward to that maybe in another country that I thought you might bring oh up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't even put that in the notes. The Evian, that's right. Talk G immediately. Um, so <laughs> may not even know the dates on that one. I don't. is not the best with scheduling. No. Oh, I will say that. Be. Her <laughs> life is insane. <laughs> <laughs> go where you tell me to go, Dad. I'll stand there right. and just exactly, roll it. Yes. Um, when is the Evian? Because I don't know the exact dates. Perfect. I know it's later Perfect. in the year. It is, I think, September 19th through the 22nd, and it is in um, just outside of, it's in France, just outside of Geneva. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Not excited for the plane ride there, but <laughs> other than that, I'm excited. Um, and I'm actually, the other girl that I'm playing with, it's two girls and two boys from each country, so the other girl that I'm playing is, is actually Avery Zweig, who was oh, my former partner. Homie. That's so, right, yeah. Avery. We're going to cut some time out to talk about Avery and your relationship with her over the years to, for sure. So you get to go out to, basically you're going to go see the Eiffel Tower, yeah. hang out in Paris, <laughs> eat some baguettes, and then play some golf. Yep. We may go a little south after that event Smart. It's with the yeah. Italian heritage. We may head a little south, but we'll see. Not a bad idea. So yeah. what's how did you qualify or get invited to be a part of that event? Um, I actually don't know about the <laughs> – I, I, I think you told me one day when we were in our, at our golf course at Benita, you, you mentioned something about it, and we completely forgot about it. And, like, two weeks later, you're like, oh, yeah, you got into the Evian. I'm like, oh, okay, that's – I had no idea <laughs> what perfect. it was. It's casual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, valuation system is a little bit unknown. I don't think anybody knows the details. But the LPGA selects two boys and two girls, 14 and under, um, to travel and play in that event every year. So we've, we've seen the history. Of, I think it was canceled last year. The year before that, Bailey Shoemaker and Sarah M. were the two girls. And um, I think Alexa went two years before that. So we knew knew about yeah, that's it. That's what I saw. But it was right. chosen, it's chosen by the LPGA. So that there's is, a coach that assigns. Yeah. yeah. You know how big that is? It's <laughs> big. So uh, that Rose Zhang, you mentioned Rose Zhang. She's number one in Wagger right now. She's in the rankings. Yes, sir. It was so hysterical to me hearing G talk about her and watching her play and how she doesn't what did you say she doesn't like she doesn't miss a shot ever like, we played in a practice round and practice rounds in the big events are normally a little bit more casual and she just like hit she even if she would hit the green and she would hit it to like 10 feet she would drop another ball and think it was a bad shot i'm like what <laughs> how are you doing that she literally didn't miss a shot 2018 we were at pinehurst that was the first time we experienced it we heard about this girl we thought her name was Gianna Clemente, okay? And I said, what? come on, what makes this girl so special? Really, ex explain it to me. And then I saw you chipping. You were chipping over. It was right before the team event uh, at Pinehurst 6. Okay. Okay? So you guys, you're chipping by yourself. Over yeah. I'm watching you for the longest. I'm like looking at this kid. I'm like, I went over to another desk. Okay, explain it to me. <laughs> like, what? what is it about this? Because... You would go on, by the way, to just destroy everyone and win the world championship yeah. that year, just to, just to reflect on that. So tell me, explain to me how. And he said, okay, I'll explain it to you. It's very easy, Jason. Take a look. Do you see we're on the range? He said, do you see that tree out there on the right side of the range? 
I said, yes, I see, I see that tree. He said, okay, when I miss, I miss 50 yards left of that tree or 60 yards right of that tree. When my child misses, she's a good player. She's at the world championship. She misses 15 yards left of that tree or 15 yards right of that tree. When Gianna Clement misses, <laughs> she misses and hits the right side of the tree or hits the left side of the tree. So when we were here yesterday... You can she, tell me later what dad that was. Dude, I can't remember. Oh, okay. and whoever it is is going to say, dude, that was my story when they, when they listen to this. And you started to complain to me because you were whiny. Just so you know, you were whining about how she never misses a shot. And I just kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? So I, there's a reason oh for that. Uh, and I think that's one thing that we need to, to, to really dig into. Yeah, so the one thing that I really enjoy talking about is work ethic and practice routines. Start with 13-year-old G and we will work backwards. Now, when you are not in a tournament, what does your practice look like? Um, I think it looks definitely a lot different depending on what tournament we're preparing for. Um, but if there's, you know, I have a long break in tournaments or I have a couple weeks off, um, I'm normally still practicing as much as possible just because I enjoy being out here. And normally I'll just go to the range and definitely more of a casual range, range session with you. And um, we'll just kind of go through the bag and anything over about 100 balls is real is a really solid session for me. And then I'll go and work on my short game. Um, I probably should spend a little bit more time on my short game, but um, I've definitely gotten a lot better at that. And I spend the most time on my putting. I've always struggled a little bit with my putting. So it's definitely really important for me to spend as much time as possible, even if that means, you know, go home and relax and come back in the evening after dinner and just spend time until sunset. And just make it, a, like, again, making situations out of just anything and having fun with him especially. So I just try to stay out there as long as possible, even if it's not all serious practicing. Some of it does need to be, but making it more casual definitely helps me stay out there as long as possible. You started at 10 today, right? Yeah. yeah. Is today uh, a, a light day for Today's you? Today's a little bit lighter, yeah. Okay. I think we've noticed, or I, I know that I, uh, two things. One, um, where she's never been somebody, or I've never been somebody that will push her to hit 250 golf balls and on the range session, I, and that may work for some players and some kids. I, you know, I've always been concerned about you know playing that young and focusing on a sport that young and how that affects your spine and your back, and uh, that you can maximize and practice with a purpose. I know we all say that mm -hmm. and hear that, but it means so much versus just beating 157 irons to the same target. So I just heard her say 100 or so balls. That sounds kind of light, but if you're in the middle of a season, I think it's plenty if you're maximizing your practice. The point I want to make is physical fitness. I mean, I, um, we've noticed that as she plays AJGAs or three-day events, you know, you got typically we'll go play a practice round, and then there's another practice round where we'll play nine holes, and then you have a three-day event where you're pushing the cart, and you most of the time are in a warmer climate. And, you know, it takes its toll. There's no question. So I, not to mention if you're playing an event where you're playing 36 holes. So I, she knows that physical fitness needs to be a focus. But I also heard her say about having a light day. So in between those events, we'll do it. Uh, minimal balls, uh, much more short game, probably not play that much, just to try to rest her body and rest her muscles until, I mean, she's 13 playing with kids that are 17 and 18 and are, you know, fully developed young women, right? Um Physical fitness needs to be more of a focus, but we also are smart and try to rest when we can, right? 
Yeah, you had some CrossFit in you yesterday, and I think your legs were feeling it. But you said today is a short day. I still think you're going to spend four hours out here at least, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely a little bit sore from yesterday's workout. So I took it a little bit lighter today, but. But that light session included some nice alignment sticks. I saw a towel drop between your legs. I saw an empty target on the right-hand side that was probably, was that, you're hitting a gap wedge probably, what was that, 85, 90 yards? It was 99 to that flag, yeah. And at the beginning, there wasn't a ball there, and by the end, there was about, how many did you hit, 20? Yeah. So there were 20 golf balls surrounding that pin within 20 feet. He was watching closer than than we thought he was. And I I was just interested to see, just because I I wanted to just pay attention from the background on how how you approached that and how consistent you were to your target and then when you were satisfied with what you were doing. Is there a set number of balls that you were hitting there, or did you? Um, I actually didn't count today, but normally it sounds a little bit weird, but I do count. The number of balls that I hit, and I knew I know you used to do that, and I didn't count today. It was, um, but it was definitely over a hundred today, um, which is definitely really good for me. If you spend uh, another hour today on short game, how do you approach your short game practice? Um, so I've actually been out on the putting green for the past hour or so, and um, I had my little mirror set up, and I had a couple gate drills and. I was just switching back and forth and getting, you know, I'd turn the music on and just kind of zone out and um, try and get as much work in as possible. What's that work with that gate right now, something that you're trying to improve? So that's for the path of my putting stroke, and I have one for the mirror that I used to, but I put it on a longer putt, and it made I made it a little bit wider so it wasn't as hard, but it's just to make sure that the path is going where it's supposed to be, and it wasn't super hard for the long putt, but... It's is just, that something you've worked on and struggled with for a lot of your career? Oh, yeah. Why? Why I can't have, you fix it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've worked really hard the past couple of months. Um, my putting has been, in the beginning of this year, it was definitely not doing very good. So I've worked really hard to make sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. My alignment is good and everything is the where it's supposed to be when I'm going into a tournament. As you guys know, the growth, I mean, you've seen it, right? I mean, as you get taller, everything yeah. changes so fast. And as a parent or a coach, you know, coaching junior, trying to keep up with that. In a week, it could no be question. a different I'm putting player. more than anything, right? Yeah. I mean, the golf clubs is a challenge as it is, right? But And it's great to see companies like U.S. Kids and others have made golf clubs so accessible to make quick changes, and they're yes. lighter and shorter. But for putting, if you grow, and has grown two inches in the last 12 months, and all of a sudden your eye lines off, everything's totally different. Mm. Big challenge, no question, to keep up with, you know. How do you, how do you, as a dad and her coach? I mean, you're really. I know she has other coaches, swing coach. You have a short game coach, probably as yep. well. Who are those coaches? Give them a little uh, so shout out. So David Angelotti is my putting coach in Sea Island, and I don't see him as often as. How I'm, sweet is his setup over there? We saw it once. Oh, it's yeah. so it's so nice over there. I could just putt how? for hours. Right. What is it? It's indoor. Yeah. So he has an indoor lab, and he has like a little. Like, it's like a 15-foot mat, and it, you can just hit putts on it all day. It's like a directly straight putt, and the mat, like, moves this way, so it's breaking, and it moves the other way. It's so cool. Yeah, that's Kuchar's spot, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. where he yeah. does a lot of his so. indoor work? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you learn and, a lot from him. Yeah, and Spencer Graham, who I've been with since I was six, is down in, in Naples, where, um, where I am most of the year. So he's a little bit more convenient than um, up in Sea Island. But he's helped me so much with my swing. Again, he's probably my main coach, and he always will be. But Spencer's helped me so much throughout the years, and I'm really grateful for that him. Time? 
yeah. credit you. Yeah, I don't know if I deserve that, but I mean, <laughs> the the balance of that has been has been healthy. Um, you know, I, I, I coached her from Spencer has been with her since six, but you know, I probably coached her seven, eight, nine. You get to that age where it can't come from your dad anymore, right? So I I may be implementing information, but Spencer is. Um, has led her technical swing. She's also had a great mentor in Megan Padua, who was a, a kind of a short game coach and a mentor for her that teaches out of Bonita Bay, where Gia plays in the winter. And then recently has went to Sea Island for some technical putting instruction. So, I, you know, a good team of support. You know, if you want to call me the one that implements those, uh, maybe 60, 70% of the time, I'd say the same thing. But it doesn't matter. If it doesn't come from dad, you know, you get to a point where, um, I can support and bring information and kind of keep the consistency, but I, I like that it's coming from other directions. Okay, so all that's great. I love it. But there's a lot of people that can't do that, right? You're that's lucky. Tough. You're blessed. Yeah. It's a wonderful situation. So for those of us out there, and there are many that want to understand how they can do it, right, how they can approach it, how they can push their kid to improve at a higher level without having those types of opportunities to travel to what I think is one of the best practice facilities in the United States. And that range at Sea Island Seattle. is like mm-hmm. silly good, right? Yeah. Um, from a dad perspective, how would you, if you were on a solo mission here, it was you and G, and you had to do it all, how would you break some of that practice down? How would you break some of that, that technical stuff down to get her moving in the direction where she currently is. Yeah, so you mean if you if you didn't have a lot of golf background? No, if you just didn't have the ability to go to Florida and you didn't yeah. have the ability to go to Sea Island on it, what do you think that putting situation costs in there? I can't oh, even boy, imagine. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah. So, like, we don't have that access. Many don't. So, without that ability, if you're a golf coach or not, you understand it. How would you break down that process for yeah, someone? Yeah, and I'm not sure if I'm going to answer it the right way, but I would go way back. You referenced earlier the 13-year-old Gia or the 7-year-old mm-hmm. Gia. I'll start from the beginning. I mean, and I saw you with your daughter on the range today cracking jokes, and, you know, that was what we were doing at 3, 4, 5 years old. We were in an indoor range over here in Girard, Ohio, and I had a bag of M&Ms in one pocket and a bag of Skittles in the other, and it was, I mean, you know, what, what, well, let's be honest. I was bribing her to hit more balls, but she loved it. And you had these videos of her four years old saying, Dad, give me another one and I'll hit 10 more. Um, all that was obviously spending time with Dad, right? But, I mean, we if you start way back, it's how much time are you going to spend the time together out on the course? Not are you going to put the time in at six, seven years old and work hard. It's not about working hard at I'm five, a- six, seven years old. It's enjoying the time. I, I assume she would say back then all she remembers is, she was with mom and dad out on the course or you know she was with yeah. her uncle or her you know grandparents by so default was turning into what she is I, I would think so I mean that's up to her to answer but I, that's what I would say if yeah. I was a somebody starting I would say give them a putter and go out on the putting green at night and put some snacks out there and see if they start to love it that's I didn't think that did. yeah so, sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say that's what we did when uh, I was younger we would just take a golf cart and candy and it was fun golf cart and candy right? she's yeah. right we'd, we'd make a pit stop on the way to any gas station convenience shop i'd say all right let's go yeah yeah for sure and then at some point you know you're going to see whether not somebody's going to be elite but at some point you're going to see do they really like it or do they really love it or are they knocking on your bedroom door at 6 30 in the morning when they won't sleep in at some point someone okay say so take me to the range okay right? we know? all agree we can hook our kid with bribery I think, yes. <laughs> yeah. okay then the hook's in and then you're like man but i really want to finish top five i really want to be in that parade in a golf cart yeah. not holding the ohio sign i want to be in a golf cart at the front of the parade everyone sees me because i won worlds and then we don't have access or you don't have 
what's the next step then when they're eight years old or seven years old when it's time that they really have that drive and they are committed is there a recipe because i let people look for recipes you know they want to know what i put in this thing to get a gianna out of it yeah i wish i had a perfect answer i mean certainly your local pro and you know finding an instructor that you trust and you can see can see an instructor that is there for the 30 minutes or the 45 minutes that you pay him or her for or you can see an instructor that's vested in your kid or the kids that they teach. I mean, you, you can see the difference right away. Somebody that's looking at, the, at his watch and taking the dollars, or somebody that's saying, "Hey, you know, what did they do in the last tournament? Would they do good or bad? I didn't get a chance to watch them. I'd love to come watch mm-hmm. them." You know, finding the right instructor where you can take and listen information, even if you weren't a golfer younger, and you could take information and just try to implement—not implement ten things for gosh sake, but be able to implement one to two things and focus on it. Um, hopefully, you can have access to. You know, the PGA has done so much locally with the different programs of drive, chip, and putt, and um, girls golf. So hopefully there's somebody that can guide, and you can take the right information, even if you were a baseball player, football player, whatever it is. Yeah, but make no mistake about it. it is, it's about hours. Are you willing to put in? At some point. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, we're and, talking seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, that's, once you get to you're going to decide, okay, well, how do we do it? You can't, your boy Pano says it, like you can't fake it. Right. You can't mm-hmm. fake it in golf. You have to put it's. There's no yeah. mistake that you're great, right, G? It's because of what you do. Yeah. And okay. she said earlier, you could. She noticed a, di- a, a difference in the caliber of play in a hurry. And we talked about seven, eight, nine, ten years old. But then when you when you're pushed to play longer yardages, different kids, you can see the, the caliber of game go sky high. I no will question, say that no question. anytime that we ever push Gia, or I feel like parents say uh, maybe my, my kid isn't ready for that most of the time they actually are you know anytime that i pushed you at a 5600 or 5900 6400 maybe they didn't shoot the number that you really wanted to but they always outperformed or she did what i thought so it was almost like don't be afraid to i love that you know don't be afraid to let them fail a little bit and don't think they're not ready because kids find a way they just find a way to stretch them as much as you can i agree as early as you can yeah even when you think you can't yep as a fellow Midwest golfer, I know how the winters get around here. How long have you guys been going to Florida to get away from this madness? What do you, where do you go, and how much time, and how much do you love that? Um, so this, this when we just got home a couple weeks ago, that was our fourth year, and um, I absolutely love it. I was a little bit confused. I remember him when I was like eight years old he brought me into his office and he's like we might move down to florida half the year and i was like oh okay i didn't i was really confused but once we started doing it i remember the second year i was really comfortable and we found a great house and great practice facilities at bonita that i'm so thankful for and i love it so much and even though it was supposed to be six and six it's kind of turned into like eight and four we both our whole family loves it in florida and obviously I have my coach down there and I actually have most of my family and friends down there too. So it's really nice to be down there for over half the year. Yeah, it feels like so more like home. My madness, do you mean 10, 15 inches of snow? Is yes. that madness? Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dome work, hockey, Tough. stuff like that. <laughs> Not a lot of short game. Yeah. So this year with e-learning, it felt like I was homeschooled for half of the year. You are. Talk about that experience and how it has helped your golf game, what you love about it, and what you are missing out on, if there is anything. Um, I definitely, it's definitely a great thing for golf, and there's no way if I was in 
a regular school that I would be able to do, obviously the half and half in Florida, but there's no way that I would be able to play at such an elite level. So um, I'm definitely thankful that they took me out of school, and it's been great for the most part, um, and I definitely wouldn't change it. But I do feel sometimes that I get, I miss out on kind of like, not friend time, but most of the friends that I have in Ohio and some of them in Florida do go to a regular school, which is like five days a week and obviously without COVID, but um, I do feel that I kind of miss out on maybe a normal teenager life, I guess a little Mm -hmm. bit, but then I remember like how much I love just being out out on the golf course and playing in tournaments, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I wanted a regular life, so... Um, I definitely wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, and I, I will say that um, COVID made it tougher. And some of the things that the AJGA does, um, let's use the Rolex Tournament of Champions. Everybody knows and sees the posts on Instagram of the girls and boys getting all dressed up and having the award ceremony. The banquet got canceled. Some of the social things that the AJGA did in 2020, they were all mm-hmm. canceled, right? And so it was tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. That was tough on girls or boys that are homeschooled because they value that time at tournaments. Um, I will say that with very minimal exceptions that I could never even think of, the, the older girls uh, that she's around really treat her well. So, I mean, that, yeah. that's made a big difference. You, you could have a 12, 13-year-old kid around 7, 18-year-olds that don't want her around, and that, uh, we're very thankful that those those families are out there to play golf. You know, they're focused on playing at the best level, but really have been good mentors for Gia. She mentioned about playing in a practice round with Rose Zhang at Ping last year. I mean, they, Rose was terrific to Gia, right, just mm-hmm. as an example. So. Um, that social aspect when you're virtual schooled is is so important and something that we have to stay close to. But I think a lot of it is, you know, when you travel, um, doing things outside of golf too, making a, you know, going to the beach for the day or, you know, going to find a zoo or whatever it is. Gia probably doesn't want to go to the zoo. But uh, when she was younger, those are the kind of things. We went to U.S. Kids Regionals and, and found a zoo, right? We went to out to Wigwam and played and went hiking every, every day after yeah. that, right? So, uh, and you did it with friends. And she has some uh, best friends or live in Phoenix. Um, I think the best social experiences my kids will ever have are what happens to them while they're at tournaments. I agree. So, yeah. and I and Allie isn't homeschooled. So when you yeah. think about what you're missing out, air quoted that like nothing. You're missing out on some morons in class who are kind of funny that you would have <laughs> laughed at because they got in trouble by a teacher, and you would have been like, "Do you believe this kid did that in class?" And then you would have laughed and had that like little inside moment. So yeah. beyond those types of things, which are trivial and will fizzle and fade away really quickly from your memory bank yeah look i teach i'm a teacher okay i sit in a classroom and i know these kids are going to remember whether or not they like me or not if they remember my name in 10 15 years so (laughs) this is a very short window of time the school situation i certainly wouldn't live in any kind of regret because i i know that the kids that i have a, a a lot to do with and i've seen them grow up over the years don't have what you guys have as golfers the ability to come out and see the world that you see. I mean, you're seeing the best part of the world when you're a golfer. Yeah. And so you're really lucky for that. And, um, you know, I think I think the e-learning stuff really stepped Allie's game forward because she was able to go practice for two or three more hours that she never would have been able to have. And it's, right. I think that's why she is playing better in the summer. And I, and I can see why people make that decision. Just maximizing your time better. Yeah, and yeah. you can kind of set your own schedule and kind of make up, you know, they get, get what they need to get done on the educational side, and then you move forward with the stuff that you know that you're working towards. So it's big stuff, so stay on that topic, Allie. Colleges will be knocking down your door in no time. We have been hearing that many talented players around your age have been looking to skip college. 
to turn pro. Even if you could do that, it feels like you wouldn't do that. I love that. Tell us why. Um, I feel like I really, really want that college experience because I don't, I've never played a team sport and I probably won't ever. So I really want that kind of team atmosphere, even if it's only for two years. It's always a possibility that I wouldn't go to college, but I think it's more of a possibility that I will. Um, and I def there's definitely a lot of options, but sure. I mean, imagine going to like a North Carolina, into North Carolina, go to Duke or a Wake, or you go to Arizona. You maybe you could go to like ASU or in Arizona. All those places are like exceptional oh, options, yeah. right? Yeah. How could you pass that up? Yeah, I even even if it wasn't for a full four years, I feel like going to college would be such an amazing experience. And I feel like that's definitely something that I want to do in the future. Those bonds are big. I think those relationships are really good. Yeah. And you're a, you're a college golfer, right? Yourself? I did. I played for a small college here, Youngstown State. My brother played for Akron University. So, and I think we would both say that's the time of your life. So I, I'm fully supportive and trying to, and, and I'll be a little more forceful. Gia would love to go to college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and the great thing is if you're playing at an elite level, you can go play in AM events and qualify for the uh, USGA events and still be a college athlete athlete right so As an am, right? i think some of the stories that are going on right now and you hear about um if you listen and listen to usga really close um rachel hex talking about how she's going to go to stanford for four years you hear Roseang talk about how she's going to go to stanford for four years you hear megagane talk and her family in the interviews talk about she's going to go to college for four years these you are, know where she's headed yet they're all committed to stanford so uh, you know I, i'm Good using those Lord. examples because they're a hot topic right now with the open on but i think you know those i mean you're talking about players that are at the highest level um looking forward to that college time as gia just mentioned i fully support it I, you know I, I don't think you can pass it up about any chance uh alexandra swain's in the open right now she's a clemson golfer we okay. saw her at the clemson invite with ivy and everybody and and they played in a in an event together and they had to play with their teammates because of covid you know they weren't yeah. able to play against and so watching them play together walk the course together bond with each other celebrate birdies you know you're in a lot of events not many people that you're playing on the course with in your group are cheering for you when you make a yeah birdie. that's true you know i i, I yeah i might i'm kind of that idiot <laughs> out there that just loves watching really good golf yeah. but most of the time it's more of a uh don't go in, don't go in, don't go in type situation. Yeah, it's definitely more serious. I mean, you saw those kids. I mean, Pepperdine, the kid from Pepperdine, when they won it the other day, was running down the fairway with his golf bag to jump into his teammates' arms. I mean, <laughs> really? those types of experiences are, because I'm a college athlete myself, and I know that those guys that I had that time with are my guys forever. And so yeah. creating that for yourself wherever you go is going to be really cool for us yeah, to watch for because sure. I'm sure we'll see you out there doing some big things. But your dad's a good golfer, too. He just said it. <laughs> Long time ago. Oh yeah. Nike tore a little bit, right? You played a little bit of nah, my little bit professional of days were very, very short. Not but, according but. to some. <laughs> um Gia, can you beat your dad? Oh yeah. Not even close. <laughs> oh no that's that's I'm so agreeing not with you. true. No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh. It'd be not even close. She's that much better than I'm not sure it. she's the best golfer in the family. I don't family. know if you could hit it on the center of the face once. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit mean, but it's... <laughs> she's got a relative that may give her a run for her money. Her uncle may uh, be able to take the clubs out of the trunk after not playing for six months and probably break 70, but she would beat her dad any day of the week. Yeah? <laughs> it's already at that point. Oh, How's yeah. that feel? When did that happen for you? You a were probably nine. <laughs> 
I would say when I was 10, I, I hope was you noticed there's a reason for that, that right? Again. You see dad is squatting on the range behind you rather than hitting balls, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that way too. That's My your game choice, is though. not good now, <laughs> but I think <laughs> in choice. years. Yes. Yeah. Because we've decided to, you know, put them first. 100%. Say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen the face of your club and there's only one mark on it. You know yeah, where that mark is? That's right. Hey, all joking aside and not to make it serious, I, I wouldn't choose anything else. I mean, I think any father would say the same thing. I, I, I would sign up to do that four or five hours a day then go play golf with my buddies four or five hours a day. I mean, no and, and my friends know that. They've been making fun of me for ten, or not 10 years, seven years. And give me a hard time. Now they think it's pretty cool, but you know, I, I I would do this all day long. I don't think I've played an 18 hole round of golf in three years, and um, not just because my back hurts. It's because I choose to do this all day. And I think a lot of fathers would say the same thing. You know, you uh, had the most unbelievable run in the four ball, and we're rolling out of that college mindset of when you're going to make all those great friends. But I'm pretty sure Avery's going to be your home oh, yeah. forever, right? Yeah. And you guys are now almost exempt for the next how many years to play in that? So. Two? Yeah, so semifinalists got two years of exam. So you'll be coming back and trying to make another run. You were took it to extras, I think, to get to that final, didn't yeah. you? How was that experience for you as a player? And then, Dad, I want to hear a little bit from you on like how that pride overwhelmed you, I'm sure, seeing her in that type of environment. Um, so we were actually co-medalists in the stroke play part, and um, that was that was so amazing, especially to go through that with a close friend was so awesome. And I was so grateful to have Avery as my partner, and... We won our first three matches, and um, I was I was so happy to just win one. And I remember after finishing our 36 holes of two matches, and we had made it to the semis. I was like, okay, like we're just we're gonna win, like. And we were three down through um, 11, I believe, in or no, three down through 10 in our semifinal match. And we took the match into extra holes. How'd you manage that? And um, we both made some really great putts coming in. And our second playoff hole, um, both Savannah and Alexa, the girls that we played with who ended up going on to win, are amazing putters. And they didn't, I don't think, they probably missed a putt. Like, they probably missed, like, one putt each the whole round. And she made a birdie putt on the second on the second playoff hole to win, and that was definitely personally a little bit heartbreaking for me. Uh, I definitely wanted to win, but as I do with everything else, but um, I was really, I, you have to force yourself to be proud in that situation. We both played so well, and we went so far, so it was definitely really amazing. And you're in the background carrying a bag for that one. Yeah, and I, um, you know, pride is what comes to part. But I, I love, I love carrying the bag. I love caddying. I mean, the, the swing part is up to her swing coaches. I love being out there and experiencing that. You can't beat it. Uh, the highlight, the highlight sticks out for me when she played in the women's am a couple of years ago. But that was a close second. You know, just that whole week getting to play with college players, get to play with two. Um, ladies that were uh, mid-am champions, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in our first match. The whole experience, not just, you know, being medalist was great, but then seeing her and Avery grind and win matches together, uh, very, very unique and different, but definitely a lot of pride. Yeah, you qualify for that am at 11 years old. You were the youngest in the field. How did that feel going into that? Oh, that was so crazy, and it feels like such a long time ago. But um, after I qualified, I was literally like the I felt like the happiest person on the planet I had absolutely no expectations going into that qualifier 
And that was partially because you set it up that way. You know, you, like, walked me into the event thinking, like, there's no expectations. Like, there's nothing on the line. It's just we're out there playing golf. And um, I didn't think that I was going to qualify. I didn't. I really didn't. But um, after I qualified, I was so happy. And I remember going there, and I was just treated so well. And there were so many, so many good players there, obviously. And um, I was just so happy to be there. And even though I didn't probably play as well as I could have, it was such an amazing experience, especially being 11. Yeah, a quick story. She is right. You know, she there was no expectations in the qualifier. It's great to make it. Then you get all this attention, which is great experience for her to sit and do things like this and have interviews and get ready for that. And uh, finally get to Old Waverly, and the members treat her great. And play the practice rounds and got to meet a bunch of people and that's great and then the night before the first round it rained about an inch and a half it rained more it, than that and so it, and the usga in their wisdom uh, had gia at 705 and was the first person to hit a golf ball so we you know we kind of already knew the course was 6500 yards and long right right yeah. but you know i remember you know it's kind of hazy from that rain and you stand on the first tee and um you know, they had a camera behind her and you know you're getting ready to hit the first tee shot and you kind of step back and you think, I'm, I'm caddying, but as a father, <laughs> you know, she steps on the first tee and I'm thinking, uh-oh, you know, how's this going to go, right? <laughs> but just torched it down the center of the fairway. So you kind of you think back, hmm. at, you know, some of those moments, um, very, very special and unique. There's been a lot of them, uh, 125 tournament wins, uh, 11, uh, qualified at 11 for the AM, one world's 2015 7U by... I don't know, eight, eight shots, six under. 2018, one again. Yeah. Uh, I think that one, you might have made bogey on the second hole, so you were one over. I don't know if you know this. You were one over at Worlds, and then proceeded to make like 16 birdies over the next <laughs> – yeah. and then it got rained out the last day. You would have probably been 21 or 22 under if you had finished that particular oh, yeah. one. Yeah, that's the round they washed out. So they washed the one hotel. out. It was You went 67-63 after making yeah. bogey on two. Dad was pretty upset about that washout round. I remember sitting in the hotel <laughs> with the rest of my family, and they had announced that they were just going to Oh, gonna you played that entire yeah, round. Yeah, finished, whole and they what washed did she shoot? Four or five under. And, and it, I've never seen them, anybody wash. I thought they would just extend it, right? And then yeah. they washed no, that, it out. We were there then, and it was crazy. You were crazy. so mad. I remember you I was, just like walking up no, to the No, you were frustrated. You were frustrated because a lot of the players yeah. had finished, but because the course you were playing was just not like the typical Sand Hills type drainage situation because yeah. Longleaf played five minutes after that thing was over. And it drained. Mm-hmm. And it drained yeah. immediately. We got out. Everybody played. Nobody had an issue, but I know your group did. Um, it would have been the same conditions, right? It would have been unfair. Yeah. So many unbelievable yeah. moments, so many great wins, right? Yeah. It's just been, I'm sure, just the greatest thing for you in your life as you move forward with your only child, and it's it's a ride that you're really enjoying. So, 100%. Yeah, and I hope it continues. I hope she continues to love it and, and want to, you know, there's going to be a lot of bumps in that road too, there's no question, but um, enjoying the ride, my wife and I both. There really is so much to learn from and gain by listening to you guys talk about your golf journey. And it's a journey that is only just beginning. We will check up on you and be working super hard to catch up to you. We know your schedule is insane busy. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Did a great job. Thanks a lot. All right. That pool is calling my name. It's super important to work just as hard 
on cannonballs when you are on road trips for golf tournaments. We hope you enjoy episode two of season two on Grow the Grind. And remember, golf is great, but the grind is greater. That's right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Good luck.